Shout of praise to Jesus this morning. Would you stand with me, please? Praise God. Father, it's a special time and a special day when we get to gather together as your people and celebrate the joy of salvation, celebrate the fact that Jesus came to die for the sins of the whole world, to celebrate that we can have eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to celebrate that you loved us enough that you came. We ask, Father God, that you would help this time to be a time of, of strengthening us to share the good news that Jesus came for all. We pray your hand to be upon us, that we wouldn't be spectators, we'd be worshipers in the house today. We ask, Father God, that you would make your presence known and real in the house today. We ask it in Jesus' name. We call upon his name, Emmanuel, God with us, wonderful counselor, mighty God, Prince of Peace, everlasting Father. We call on his name today and give glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. You may be seated. My goodness. Okay. Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to be here at church today. We've had a, a good few days. Um, we had men's breakfast. Number one, I caught it. Okay, I'll keep track. Men's breakfast yesterday. We had um, the two. Gosh, now it's in my head. We had the Columbus crew. They brought a championship to Columbus. That was nice. And today we got to wake up and come to church. Amen? Amen. I want to remind you guys, as always, we have our Wednesday Bible study coming up. And if you're able to join us for that, we would love to have you here. Um, Wednesday we have a 10 a.m. morning Bible study with Pastor in the Fireside Room, if you're able to come and join us for that. That's what I said. Whatever. You know what I mean. Bible study room. Words are hard, yeah. Especially big ones. Um, and then seven, we have all kinds of um, classes for all age groups. And if you're able, please come and join us on Wednesday nights. Um, Grandfather, could you come up here, please? If you're a guest with us today here at Trinity, we want to welcome you and thank you for joining us. And this dashing young man right here, he has a little welcome card for you. Um, if you could fill out your information and put it down on the paper, turn it into one of the trays, either in the front or the back of the sanctuary. That way we can keep in contact with you and you can keep up to date with things that are going on at the church. Could we get a round of applause for our guests, please? Uh, Friday and Saturday, well, Friday we have our delivery for our food uh, distribution, and if you're able to come and help us around 1230, I'd say, um, we'd love for you to be able to, um, if you're able to come help us get all the food delivered. Um, and then Saturday at 9 a.m., we have our food distribution. On top of that, um, we're looking for new toys. So if you're able to provide new, new in-the-package toys uh, for families that could use them for the holiday season, we'll be giving them out uh, Saturday at the food distribution. And if you're able to make that donation, it would be greatly appreciated. Also, if you're able to make a money donation for the blessings, uh, Christmas blessings, uh, make sure that you write on the offering slips, or if you do tithely, just put money donation or blessing donation. Um, that way we can pr provide families um, with some aid um, around the holiday time. The children have their Christmas play coming up. They've been working very hard the last few months. So we will have Isaiah Jones here next Sunday. If you're able to come out and join us for that in the evening, it'll be at 6 p.m. If you're able to come and join us and you want some entertainment for the holiday season, please come out and do so. The kids have been working extremely hard over the last few months to get ready for that. Also, if you are a parent and your, your kid is in the play, please make sure that you're prepared for the dress rehearsal Next Saturday, after the food distribution from 1230 to 6, um, we'll be working on the play 
and getting every, all the loose ends straightened up um, so we're ready to go Sunday. And on top of that, Sunday after the service, the kids will be staying here all day. So please bring... I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So please bring money for um, lunch for your children, and then dinner will be provided, as always. So if you're just keep that in mind for us to help us make it a little, little easier. If you need have any uh, questions or need information on that, please reach out to myself and... Uh, see me after service if you have any questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, I will say this. I've, I forgot something once again. I mentioned last week about a tambourine and how I wanted one to bring in so I could make some noise joyfully uh, in the front row. And I forgot to grab it off the stage. So next week, I'm prepared for the tambourine and I'm going to join the party and I encourage everyone to bring a tambourine in. And with that being said, could the ushers come forward as I turn things over? No choice. Not yet. Not yet. I need that mic oh, up here later. Okay. Steady. Hold steady. JR did a, a great job with announcements. Uh, I just get comfortable, gentlemen. I've got to sit. Can't take him anywhere. Um, have a seat. Our December food distribution to the community is usually huge. Last year, I was directing traffic on Demarest and probably will be doing that as well. We need your assistance and help. We're going to try and streamline our distribution and we'll have some slight changes to be made at that time. I need a lot of people to come out with a cooperative spirit. Uh, as we work on ministering to our community. There's a lot of bells and whistles, different pieces and parts that are going on at the food boxing up on Friday and the food distribution on Saturday with the coats and gifts and all the other things. And so we want to streamline it so that people are not waiting in undue time. And I'm not dodging cars out on Demarest. And so... Uh, we have some plans to try and make it run smoothly, and we would appreciate everybody show up with a very cooperative spirit, and it may be some changes in the, in the works. So now, we're going to give our tithes and our offerings to the Lord. We're going to invite you to bless the Lord as we're remembering our mission to touch the world for Jesus. It's important for us to make an investment in the kingdom. So if you're finding ways to touch the world, this is one of the ways. And God is able to take the gifts that we give and multiply them to his intended use. Would you pray with me, please? Father, you've been so faithful to us, so gracious and good. 
We are a blessed people. And Father, we want to share those blessings with others. We want to praise your name and give you thanks for what you've done for us. But we also want to spread the word so that you can do the same thing in other lives. That lives would be changed and transformed through the, the message of Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, that you would bless this time of giving. And as we continue to give you praise today, as we call on your name, Emmanuel, God, right here with us. Amen.
just a moment I want you to be praying for Jamie this week little drummer boy is going to have some surgery on his elbow and uh, and then we have the other little drummer boy praise God I always love it when the Lord Springs things on you and uh, get to change a little course, and I'm praise God for it today. I'm going to read the scripture, and then before I preach, I have someone that's going to come and share uh, a testimony about what we're talking about today in our scripture of calling his name. Would you stand with me and turn in the Word of God to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Last week we looked at they would call his name Emmanuel. This week we're looking at Isaiah chapter 9. I'm going to start reading with verse number 1. Nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon those on her who is distressed as when at first he lightly esteemed the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali, and afterward more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan in Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Remember singing that a little bit earlier. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts 
will perform this. Father, bless your word today. Let it come alive in this place. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to ask dear friend to come forward right now. We've been praying for this boy. Greg was diagnosed with terminal stage four cancer. He's going to share a little bit. Our lesson today in calling his name is call his name wonderful or full of wonder or miracle worker, wonder worker. We have a testimony. I'm Greg Truck. Uh, some of you know me from when I used to go here before, and some of you have seen my name, uh, not only recently, but last year. Uh, last year I had cancer. I had it in the large intestines and the kidneys. And they said the lymph nodes were all swollen, and it could be anywhere. Now they did a surgery, and I'm not a man who's afraid of man or beast, but I'm afraid of doctors with knives. I don't <laughs> want to be cut open. So... I uh, got on a prayer list. I know Trinity's a praying people, and uh, that's one of the best things to do. I had that surgery done. Uh, the lymph nodes didn't have cancer. Even though they were swollen, they didn't have cancer. Seven and a half hour surgery, 13 incisions. I came out of it, and I thank God for it. But then they put me on a regimen of every six months getting a CAT scan. First one's good. Second one, about a month ago. I uh, showed I had cancer in the liver. Well, I already knew I had a, a liver disease, a non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Now I have cancer to boot. And it's stage four. And so my head's just spinning. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go again. You know, I barely made it through the last time. You know, just so much stress on you when you're dealing with that. Uh, I got home and made the mistake of looking it up online <laughs> found out that I had four to eleven months to live it can't be cured you know they could just treat it oh my head's just spinning I'm like wow you know I went through all this just to you know to, to have eleven months and my wife says well you gotta pray you know it always helps I thought yeah I just it's hard to do sometimes when you're that depressed but I prayed and I started feeling better the next day and the Lord talks to people, too. He talks to them in different ways. He might talk to me different than you, but you know. And I was going through the channels, and there's some lady, you know, she's giving a testimony, and that little small voice said, well, this is for you. She's talking about a certain Bible verse, and I think it's going to be a Bible verse that's going to, you know, give me hope. And it wasn't that. She had a disease, and it's gone, you know, and she's giving praise for it. So I looked up that disease. It wasn't one I'd heard of before. And it was terminal. You can't get rid of it. And I thought, well, okay, you know, the Lord's giving me a message. Well, a couple more times in the 10-minute period, there's messages that are just on TV, and it's all about don't worry about it. You know, you're going to be healed. Well, so now I'm, I'm kind of moving into the realm of giving thanks to the Lord, you know, before, before I'm healed. I don't know why. It just started coming out, you know, thanks for his healing, you know. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, I'm done with this. I'm not going through this again. And so, of course, they had tests scheduled for me. They wanted to find out what cancer it was, so, you know, how they could treat it with uh, chemo. So there's a biopsy. Then they had a, a PET scan, which is to see how far it spread. 
Because it's a big mass, you know, it's three and a half inches by two and a half by an inch tall. It's big and it had just popped up within six months. And so I go to the first scan, you know, the PET scan to see where else it went. And uh, I get noticed that well, I don't have cancer. I'm like, oh, praise God, you know, I'm done. That's good enough for me. I don't <laughs> want to do any else. You know, I'm done with this. Cause I, don't, I don't like being poked and prodded and taking blood and IVs. But uh, the, my cancer doctor called me up and he said, well, that's good news, but, uh, you know, we're going to have to schedule you for another scan. This is an MRI, and we're going to look directly at the liver. So after a couple of days, I get the news, well, it's not showing anything, you know. Praise so God. No Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. Hallelujah. You know, thank you, Lord. You know, I don't, I don't have it. So he says, well, I'm going to get with the rest of the team, my colleagues, and we're going to see if we, maybe we cancel that uh, biopsy. You know, I want to take four samples of my liver. I thought, well, that's good. I don't want it. I know I'm healed. And I told the doctor that. I said, you know, I know you saw cancer, and I know the other guy saw it. I know it was there, and I also know that God took it away. Amen. You know, I don't have it anymore. And he said, well, let's let me check with these guys. So he called me back. Well, most of them agree that it's not there, but the guy who originally saw it and another guy said, no, nah, that's, you know, that first one definitely shows it. So yesterday, I, uh, no, it was the day before, it's Friday. I went in for the doctor, and he had the results, and he said, biopsy shows no cancer. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, you know, no matter how bad things might seem, we've got to keep our eye on the Lord, and you've got to mm. go to people who has got to pray for you. Mm. You know, I'm on that prayer list. I know you guys have connection to the Lord. I do, too, and God can do anything. Amen. Amen. Love you, man. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Ooh. My, my, my. If you weren't here when Greg and Mary Jane were part of the congregation before they moved up north, I don't know why. Yeah, no, not that far north. Yeah. We'd have really been praying for you then. But, uh, but we had so much fun. Just great people. And what a great testimony. Amen. We serve a wonder-working God. Amen. Isaiah prophesied, as we studied last week, that they would call his name Emmanuel, which is interpreted God right here with us. And I know some people over the years have struggled with that. As a young person, I struggled with it. I mentioned last time, I said, well, which is it, okay? He will be called Emmanuel, but then they said, call his name Jesus. Could you make up your mind, please? And I don't know, I'm, I'm a slow learner sometimes, but the Lord made it real to me that one was a ministry description, the other was his name. And that helped me, because I, I get called a lot of things, <laughs> some good, some not so good. How many of you here have been known to call me pastor? That's not my name. It's a ministry description. I count it as a term of honor. And I thank you. Some of you call me Padre. Tom always calls me Padre when he walks in in the morning. 
I've had people over the years call me preacher. That's not my name, but that's what I'm called. Back in the old days in the Methodist church, they'd call me reverend. And I have no idea where that came from. That's my ministry description. But Ken is my name. Or if you hang around my older brothers, they'll call me Kenny, just to aggravate me. Call his name Emmanuel. That's his ministry description. He is going to be God presenced right there with us. And his name Jesus is his given name which means I am your salvation. And we want to look at the different other descriptive ministry titles of Jesus in this prophecy a thousand years before Jesus was even born. We'll call him Emmanuel. That's his ministry description. He will be God right here with us. But also... We'll call his name Emmanuel, but we'll also call him Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. The word there in the Hebrew that is spoken by the prophet Isaiah is one which, it's kind of a combination word. It means, Pela, it means either a miracle, a miracle worker, or a response to a miracle that has been worked. Wonder. Wow. If we had a, a way to interpret it into modern English, he'll be called Wow. Look what the Lord has done. Amen? Put it into words. He will be called one who is a miracle, a miracle worker. And our response to what he does is wonder and wow. He will be called a miracle, amazing. Can't put it into words wonder and speechless over what he does. We know he is a miracle, a miracle birth, amen? God set in motion at the beginning of creation how that there would be male and female. Uh, oh, by the way, it hasn't changed. Just being clear here. This is not a political statement. This is a statement of fact. It hasn't changed. From the very beginning when he created male and female and the world began to be populated, it has not changed how that happens. Oh, man's tried to meddle with it. They, they say, well, what we'll do is we'll, we'll combine the, the, the factors from the male and the female and we will create but they didn't create 
the factors from the male and the female. They just use what God already put there. Only God creates. And he created male and female. And we may try to mess with it scientifically, but it's still in effect today. Do you realize that all the babies that are born naturally come that same way? It is a pattern that God established in one spoken word of creation, and it continues to this day. It continued all the way until one particular moment in time when God says, we're going to change things up. A virgin will conceive. It will be a miraculous birth because the Spirit of God will descend upon her and that child that will be born will not be a factor of male and female relationships, but God and humanity relationship. And he will be the son of Almighty God. Call his name wonderful, miracle, miracle worker. A virgin conceived, God overshadowed, and that which was born was not of a human bloodline, but of a holy bloodline, sinless blood. No earthly father, just a heavenly one. No sin, no stain of sin, no consequence of sin, so that when he came, he was God's sacrificial lamb without spot, without blemish, without sin. And when he laid down his life on the cross for your sins and mine, for the sins of the whole world, he was not paying a debt that he owed. His blood was sinless. And so he said, I'm going to pick up the tab for all of humanity. That they confess their sin, I will be faithful and I will be just. And I will pay the tab for the sins of the whole world. And all you have to do is ask. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just. To forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And my friend today, if you have not done that, well, I, I hate to use coarse words, but you are stupid. Sorry? Well, think about it. If someone offered to cancel all of your debt forever, every debt you owed, and you say, Ah, no thanks. Look at yourself and call yourself stupid. But there's a mass of humanity that has rejected his free gift of salvation. A miracle birth. A miracle life. He was surrounded by the stain and the stench of sin, yet he did not engage in it. The devil himself tried to draw him over to the dark side. He tempted him. And people say, well, you know, he, he couldn't have yielded to that sin. That's what some 
theological positions are. He was impeccable. He could not be a sinner. Well, then it's not temptation now, is it? If he couldn't have fallen, it wasn't a temptation to fall. But he stood in the very presence, wearied physically from 40 days of fasting. And then at the weakest point, notice, friends, that's when Satan always comes. At your weakest point. He doesn't take you on in a fair fight. When you're, you just got out of church and you're just full of faith and fire and power and you're just ready to call down the glory of God, he doesn't come at you. Then he comes when you're weak, when you're hurting, when you're human. And Satan came to Jesus and tempted him with the basic needs of food. But Jesus would not use his sovereign power for himself. He says, no, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. Take that, devil. He tempted him to forego the cross. What a temptation that would be. To know the pain and the suffering and the separation from his heavenly father. He didn't fall for that either. And all Jesus had to do was to worship the devil. Because that's what the devil wants all along. But Jesus did not fall for any. He didn't say, I'm the son of God, you can't tempt me. No, he used the same word that is available to you and to me. To stand against the temptations of the evil one. He lived, a, he had a miracle birth. He had a miracle life. He had a miraculous death. Because he really died. He was impaled upon that cross and he died. And the executioner certified his death. He didn't just faint. He wasn't just passed out. He was dead. And when word reached Pilate, he was surprised that he had died so soon. Usually the anguish continued out, but the weight of the sins of the whole world was upon him. And it was certified that he, he was dead. But that was not a permanent condition for Jesus. What a miraculous death because he came out of that death. In three days' time, he walked out of the tomb. What a miraculous resurrection. Because he didn't just come back to life again, he came back in a glorified body that could not be contained inside of a tomb. It couldn't even uh, be contained inside of a room. They shut the doors on him in the upper chamber, and there was Jesus right in the midst of them because it's a miraculous resurrected body. And he taught them and he ministered to them. And then it was a miraculous ascension up into heaven. While they're standing there, Jesus has talked to them. It was a miraculous thing because this Jesus who used to just walk from place to place, now in front of their very eyes, 
They watch him as he gives them his parting words. He said, I'm coming again. Hold fast. Go to Jerusalem. Get the power from on high. You're going to need it. You know what we still do? And he began to rise. Can you imagine the expression on the faces of the people? They stood in wonder, in amazement, as this Jesus that they'd walked with now ascended up and they stood there with their mouths hanging open as he went up into clouds and they were still staring there in wonder. Recall his name, wonderful, full of wonder. Well, I like what the angels, they said, uh, excuse me, excuse me, there's the, excuse me, excuse me, stop staring, this same Jesus, this ascended, resurrected, empowered, mighty Jesus, with nail prints in his hands and feet, this same Jesus is coming again. In the same way you saw him come up, he's coming back in clouds of glory, and he's going to take you home. Go into Jerusalem. Get ready, because this show's not over. This same Jesus is coming again. Amen. A miraculous birth, a miraculous life, a miraculous death, a miraculous ministry as he healed the sick and raised the dead, a miraculous resurrection and a miraculous ascension. And glory to God, this wonder-working Jesus is not done yet. The show's not over yet. This same Jesus is coming back again. Wonderful. Amen. Call his name Wonderful. He shall be called wonderful, miraculous, a miracle. You see, every time Jesus showed up, people were looking at each other going, what? Who is this guy? Oh, I, I just got a few places, but uh, there are many in the scriptures. In Matthew chapter 15, in verse 30, we read, and great multitudes came to him, having with them those that were lame, blind, mute, maimed, and others, and laid them down at Jesus' feet. Oh, there's no period there. And he healed them. Everybody just sing along. insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak and the maimed to be whole and the lame to walk and the blind to see and the cancer to be gone. Amen? Amen. And they glorified the God of Israel. When they saw what he did, they were full of wonder. Call his name wonderful. Because when you see what Jesus did, they wondered in amazement. Mark chapter 6, verse 48 and following. 
And he saw them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary to them. About the fourth watch of the night, he comes to them walking on the sea. <laughs> I love this part. And he, he would have passed him by. He was just out for a walk. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a spirit, and they cried out. <laughs> for they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and said to them, be of good cheer, it's I. Be not afraid. And when he went up into them, into the, into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. They had that look on their face again. Huh? Who is this guy? We thought he was just a, a rabbi from Nazareth. But who is this guy? He heals the sick. The lame are walking along with us. The blind can pick out colors and trees and faces and features. The paralytic is paralyzed no more. The woman with the issue of blood is not conflicted to her, her home anymore and confined there. She is healed and whole. The little girl, Jairus' daughter, is no longer at a funeral service, but she's come out hugging her mom and dad because Jesus was there. And the response of everyone who saw what Jesus has done, their mouths are hanging open and they wondered at him. He shall be called Wonderful, full of wonder. You say, well, Pastor, that's great stories. I don't know why you're so excited. Oh, I, I've got something that excites me. You heard testimony about it today. You see, Jesus is not distant from us. He tells us that wherever two or three are gathered together in his name, the wonder worker is there as well. But I don't know about your math, but my math suggests, I'm not good at math, but I think I can handle this one. There's more than two or three gathered together here in the name of the wonder worker. There's more than two or three gathered together right now in this place. And Jesus said, I am going to make a covenant with you that you gather in my name. You gather in the name of the, the wonderful one, the wonder worker, the miracle. You gather together in his name. I am going to make it on my appointment calendar all over the world at the very same moment in time. I am going to make my presence known and real and vital right there because he is the wonder worker. I look forward to those times when my mouth is hanging open because the wonder worker has shown up. I watched your faces as, as Greg was giving his testimony. Four months to 11 months. Terminal. It's gone. And you... 
Some of you are whispering, oh, praise God. Some of you are just, wow, wow. You wondered at the wonders of God. He shall be called Emmanuel, God right here with us, but he's also going to be called wonderful, full of wonder, the miracle, the miracle worker. And the miracle worker is presenced with us as we gather in his name. He's right here. Every place Jesus, the wonder worker, went, the same results happened. Wow. Who is this guy? His name is Jesus, but his ministry is wonder worker. Amazement. I don't know about you, but even some of the simple little things cause my jaw to drop and me to just stand there. Wow. How cool is that? I hadn't told Linda that I was going to read the first portion of Isaiah today that those in Galilee in the Gentile area lived in darkness, but they were going to see a great light. That was not printed in any of the literature that we were going to be doing this today. The song that they sang talked about those in darkness have seen a great light, Emmanuel. Oh, it may not have excited you, but I had a wow in my spirit when we sang it. I had a wow. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You got a wow in your spirit because you've seen something that's evidence that Jesus is working here. Jesus is alive. Jesus is presenced himself. We're in the presence of a wonder working God and his name is Jesus and we call him Wonderful. Say, well, Pastor, I haven't, I haven't seen that kind of thing. Well, you just did. What more do you want? Filled with wonder over the wonders that he did. He shall be called wonderful, the wonder worker, the miracle himself. And our response to him declares, wow, look what the Lord has done. I love that old song that says, look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. Some of us need a second touch there. But <laughs> he saved me just in time, and I'm going to praise his name. Each day he's just the same. Come on and praise him. Look what the Lord has done. Call his name wonderful. Call his name wonderful. I was going to get to counselor today, but I ain't going to make it. Because the wonder worker has promised to show up at Trinity Assembly of God today. Yes. That's not my promise. I can't guarantee that. But he did. Let's take a tally. I don't know how many people are here today. Usually around 100 or so. If, if we could even come up with two or three of us 
that came to worship Jesus in this place today? Do you think we can? I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I, you know, what? You know, some of you came here because you, you heard they were going to have donuts in the in the Bible study. You know, some of you showed up because, well, that's what we do every week. You know, I don't come expecting much, and I don't get much when I come. But, and some came because your parents made you come, and and uh, some of you came because you're guilty because if you if you didn't. But I'm just saying, some of you came because you say, well, you know, it works up a good hungry appetite so I can go to Bob Evans afterwards. <laughs> you may have come for a variety of different reasons, but I'm just, I just have this kind of faith. That I kind of believe, I do believe, that at least a couple of us, a couple of us said, I'm gathering to worship Jesus. I'm gathering to lift up his name. I'm not just going through the motions and listening to the praise team and listening to musicians. I'm going to worship him. I may sing out a key and I may be out of time on my tambourine, but I'm going to make a joyful noise. I've gathered in this place. And can I get anybody would stand to your feet and say, I didn't come for another reason. I came, I came, I came to presence with the one who was promised to presence here. I came to meet with Jesus. I came to meet with the healer, the wonder worker, the mighty God, the Jehovah Jireh, the provider. I want to walk out of here with my jaw dropped. How about you? what the Lord's done. And as Greg was saying, he says, he started praising before he saw the results because faith was rising up. I'm going to ask you right now, my worship team to return. And I, we've got more than two or three gathered in his name, don't we? Amen. I mean, I got bad eyes, but I think I, could you wave at me so I can see you? You gathered in his name. You gathered believing him. You gathered expecting Jesus to show up, and he's promised, okay. He says, well, there's one. There's, okay, I'm coming. When Jesus shows up, wonders happen he shall be called his ministry description is full of wonder the miracle the wonder worker and our response to Jesus showing up wow I'm asking you today I'm asking you to step into the center aisle today I'm asking my deacons, my pastors, and whatever to come and line the inside aisle. And we're just going to form a corridor of faith today. And I'm asking you to stand out in the middle aisle and come forward. If you want to be prayed for today, 
you're one of those two or three, would you step out in the aisle? Hallelujah. 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 He is here, moving in this place. I worship you. I worship you. Hallelujah. Oh, get in that center aisle. If you believe that you're one of the two or three, take the anointing oil and I'm going to invite you to come forward realize this never make a mistake about this if I lay the anointing upon your head all you get is an oily head but I believe wherever two or three are gathered together in his name there's a nail-pierced hand that overshadows this feeble old hand. There's a nail-pierced hand that wants to meet up with those who came and gathered together in his name. I believe by faith that a nail-pierced hand is going to come down and touch hearts and lives today. So I'm just going to pray a brief prayer. It's not the length of my prayer or even the content of my prayer. I want to get out of the way and just say, Wow, Jesus, you're the wonder worker. And then after I've just laid hands on you, go find a place to praise him and just say, Wow. Just say, Wow, in advance. Amen. Father, tried to preach your word today in simplicity. I'm thankful that you never had an appointment you didn't keep. You're never late, you're always right on time. I believe that when Jesus showed up, miracles were not far behind. And I believe that you'll keep the appointment today three of us or however many who've come in your name believing in your ability and who you are we've come to worship you and to praise you no matter what thank you for keeping your appointment Jesus thank you for meeting with your people Father God put a wow in some hearts today because he shall be called Wonderful. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Just come forward, brother. You lay hands.